Cough, 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 cough. Is this thing on? <laughs> you know what would be really cool? Like, if we actually got, like, theme music. That oh, wasn't a goodness. phone ring. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm serious. It's like, we we do, like, the stinger, then we get awesome theme music, and then podcast. That would be pretty cool. But, well, computer, um, go ahead and start Rock 18. Acknowledged. Accessing file. Right. Anyway. Two geeks, two stores, one Game Notes podcast. All three hosts are present this week, uh, last week, to lead you through the latest and greatest and the old tried and true. We test the limits of English language fail and stretch the meaning of a gaming podcast by talking about Apple's new iPad. We have a good productive talk about Mortal Kombat and pushing the envelope. Lastly, Bodhi tries to talk about Mass Effect 2, but limits himself. We only have half an hour here, folks. So sit back, take a deep breath, and prepare yourself for episode 27 of the Game Nuts Podcast. Now almost a full week late. I apologize heartily. It won't happen again. Maybe. Um, I'm, like, lost behind a wall of game cases here. Um, I don't know, not my store. It's not your store either. Uh, <laughs> so, maybe it was just... Two geeks, one, two geeks, wrong store, one podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, I like anybody listens to us anyway. All right. <laughs> uh, Chris is back to posting. He's like the only person that leaves responses other than spam bots. So. Good, good. I actually have a reason to continue on my blog. Hey, as long as somebody is reading it, I don't care who. I'm not yeah. completely worthless. <laughs> uh, oh my god, everyone. Look who it. Listen who it is. <laughs> Look who it listen is. Listen who it is. <laughs> Sticky. Are you doing a video podcast today or something? <laughs> no, no, no. Have a chair and sit down and yep. start talking. <laughs> oh, what's up, boys? What's uh, what's the topic so far? Um, um, well, the topic was how we just started and we're interrupted by the phone. Oh, well. Um, so I, I, have, I have exactly one topic to talk about, and you can probably guess what that is. Um, I don't know if you want me to go first or last. I'm guessing I'm it's guessing gonna be Mass Effect. Yeah, yeah, that was gonna be my yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wasn't oh, here last week. Did he gush did, did Mass Effect 2 was that out in time for last week's podcast? No. We didn't do no. a podcast last week. Right. Uh, oh. I was I was filming and you were in Disney. Okay. Yeah. Um I've got a couple things to talk about. We've been the sticky like, show. Which yeah. sounds kinda gross. <laughs> Wow, on that note, Sticky, take it away. <laughs> Alright, um, finished Borderlands. Game's friggin' awesome. Uh, I loved it. I love the weapons in there. Like, they really get, like, do a good job of making every weapon feel different, which is tough in a Yeah, really Especially is. with the variety of weapons I was that gonna they have. Say, that's why they have, like, hundreds of different weapons. Oh, like, yeah. Thousands. I mean, over the course of my 18 hour playthrough, I probably had a combination of, uh, like, 400 different weapons. Can I, I have mean, some applause for uh, the 18-hour playthrough? Because yeah. that's rare now in a shooter. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I didn't even, like, that's to the finish of the game. I, I didn't even reach the level cap or get any of the DLC. Yeah. Which, uh, I just saw that they announced uh, General Knox's something <laughs> DLC. Some, I, something or other. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's General Knox, I know that. It's that thing. And uh, I think I might pick it up j because I'm, I want to play it again. <laughs> That's always a good time to play through, a good reason to play through again. Now I've activated all the DLC. Yeah, yeah. That give, always gives you a good excuse. I think it's going to be cheap. I think they're only four bucks. Nice. Yep. 
Uh, let's see. I just started playing Uncharted. Granted, a little late to the game, but I just got a PlayStation 3, so. Yeah. But I'm loving that. I'm not going to talk too much about it. Anything you want to know about it, you've probably already heard. But there's a lot more shooting in it than I expected. I, I don't know. I just <laughs> All I knew was what I had seen and heard from it, and it looked like more of the exploration side of the game than the actual shooting side. Yep. Is it, uh... Probably because the shooting side of the game wasn't anything amazingly special. No. I mean, uh, I had more and fun... Because, because the, the exploration parts are more fun, so that's what you hear about more. Yeah, and I had more fun doing shootouts in Grand Theft Auto 4 just because I had an auto-aim. I find the lack of an auto-aim on Uncharted makes it a little difficult, but at the same time... Fear the Claw is not a true gamer. Yeah. But at the same time, it... I, I like the challenge of trying to get those headshots, whereas in Grand Theft Auto 4 it's like, okay, there's a the guy, there's his head, there it goes. Yeah, so. you just kind of hold the trigger down, like, you hold the trigger down and then move the stick up just a tiny bit, and it's a yeah. headshot every time in GTA. Just, just every once in a while when I'm shooting a guy who's like 300 feet away, I'd like something to kind of guide my shot in the right direction so I'm not wasting bullets. But other than that, I'm probably a third of the way through it and enjoying it very much. Glad I got a PlayStation 3 finally. And yeah. Is it as cinematically beautiful? Uh, I've only gotten a few minutes in with Uncharted, which is kind of weird because I think that'd be my type of game. But uh, yeah, is it as cinematically beautiful as, as hyped as um, it's been hyped to be? Well, because it was a launch title, wasn't it? Uh, I don't want to call it a launch title. I think it was probably a year. It was. A, it was definitely a first generation, though. Right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, it's. It definitely looks like it. It doesn't look like it. In the cinemas, at least, it doesn't look like it's using the PS3 to its fullest potential. But it is beautiful. Well, I, I, th I think the question he was talking about is more: Does it feel cinematic as far as like, yes. movie-like? Yes, it feels. It definitely feels cinematic. Um, I actually hate dying because I feel it kind of stops the action. It's kind of like you accidentally press the rewind button while you're watching a movie and you have to watch something again and again. Yeah, yeah. dying's mighty inconvenient. <laughs> yeah, it would be in a movie. You should play too human, then you will never complain about dying ever. Oh, God. The, like, well, here's the thing. is They, they had a choice of either look, punish them with gold, experience, or time. And they chose <laughs> the time. Yeah, we've talked yes. about this before. So. Yeah. Um, Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's very cinematic. Um, it's I, I'm engaged in the story. Um, it's got kind of a modern Indiana Jones spin on it, and I'm enjoying it. I can't wait to finish it and move on to Uncharted 2, which I heard is even better. Yeah, I heard great things about Uncharted 2. I, I really got to get on the ball and uh, just finish those games up. Well, I still have Metal Gear Solid 3 and 4 yet to play, so... <laughs> yeah, you My... got a little time. Funny, this man's got a to-do list. Yep. Um, I've been playing, I also just started, I only got like an hour in, but I just started Army of Two, the 40th day. Okay. Um, it's good, I guess. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, there's... there's that was an overwhelming meh. Yeah, 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 it's exactly that. That game is full of meh. Um, it, everything that it does it has been done better by somebody else. Like, the but, covers, but does it do it bad? No, no, it doesn't do it badly. Badly? No, not at all. Um, it's, it's quite, yeah, it's badly, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, like, the cover system adverbs. is a little, 
Um, less, leaves a little bit to be desired. Like, it's got that Gears of War style cover system, except uh -huh. without having to push A. So you just kind of walk up the cover. Yeah. And, uh, it's not quite as intuitive yeah. as I would yeah. like. It got really it annoying rather in Mass Effect 1 when you're in combat and you're trying to run and then stick. No! No! Yeah, that, I was going to say, it seems rather inconvenient to automatically stick to something if you don't want to. Yeah. Or unsticking when you don't want to. Unsticking is a lot easier than I like. <laughs> I thought it was going to be considering the ease of sticking to something. That's one thing. Any game with a cover system... I love the cover system in general, but yeah, it's it's hard you, to really implement yeah, it you, it's properly. not really second nature yet to stick and unstick properly. Oh, yep. another thing about Uncharted: every once in a while, there's cover that as you're hiding behind it, the enemy's bullets are picking away at it. Like you'll see a, like yeah. a rock wall, and you'll hide behind it, and by the time you're done with the firefight, like the only part of the wall that's left is the part that you're just kind of cowering behind. Well, that's just shutting off space invaders. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, just like space invaders. Um, something I do have to say about Army of Two, though, is that the weapon custom ability that I liked so much in the first one has been even farther improved and even more grossly, grossly more things to put on your guns. Like, really, really weird stuff. I, I, I don't even language know. fail for the day. <laughs> I, I don't even know where to start with that sentence. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> um, okay, it's morning. You can get a screwdriver bayonet. Okay. Yep, yep, that's, uh... Adds a little bit of damage to it, and like when you melee somebody, like you usually when you melee somebody, you hit them with the butt of the gun, they kind of fall over, and then you punch them in the head. But I think with that one, uh, you kind of stick it in their neck, and it, it works really well. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> Next. I enemy. can I can imagine that works very well. I mean, you can do that with any regular thing. Right. It's just not as messy. Yeah. Well, I mean, they give you like they give you the option, like the, the screwdriver bayonet's five bucks, or you can get like a real knife bayonet, like a short knife bayonet, where you just kind of like tape it on there for like fifty. Yeah. Or you can spend five hundred for like a real bayonet on there. And yeah. They each obviously have different stats. Whatever. Yeah, really. Kills are like food. The messier it is, the yummier it is. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Oh god, there Wait, do you mean going in or coming out? Onward. Yeah. Um, Army 2 is definitely meant to be played with the couch co-op. <laughs> like, there's no playing this with a computer ally. Like, uh, I can imagine. It, dumb. It's, yeah, they're really, really dumb. And the, even the enemies are not that bright. And the nice part about playing couch co-op as opposed to online co-op is if your couch co-op partner is really dumb, then you, you got a punching them. bag. Yeah, which happened to have been my couch co-op partner was really bad at shooters, like real bad. Yeah, play, uh, have you played New Super Mario Bros. Wii yet? I beat it, yes. Did you play co-op? I did. <laughs> Unfortunately, it, it, so. It, it, it tests your friendships, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> like, why did you jump there? <laughs> yeah, all the time, uh... I'm usually the guy yelling. Though. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? Everyone should be as awesome as me. But but it's just that I I Andres and I beat it as well. Orlin, my partner in podcasting. But uh, yeah, he and I beat it as well. And yeah, it was a lot of why did you do that? You're in my way. Get out of my way. Get out of my way. See, here's but it's, the thing. it's so worth the experience. You played it two player. Right. Try playing it four player. No. Yeah. I refuse to play with more than one other person. Like, more than one more person that doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I was leaving people behind all day. Like, it's my job. And, like, you know. Bubble! Just bubble! Yeah, just hit the A button. That's all there is to it. That really is your best friend in that game. Yes. Like, 
Save and, and, and everybody who's played a lot of New Super Mario Brothers Wii co-op has uses bubble as a verb regularly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, I was uh, I wanted to see what you guys thought. I'm sure you've seen the the all the hype about this and all the, the info about it in the last couple days. The iPad. <laughs> Uh, tampon jokes waiting to happen. Yeah. Uh, I, I already, already have one, and it fits in my pocket. Oh yeah. yeah I am an Apple fanboy, so yeah. what does oh, that say? A lot of people um, were really uh, talking about it and complaining. Oh, it doesn't have a camera. It doesn't have this. It doesn't have that. Um, and then someone posted a picture that made a lot of sense to me. It showed two groups of Apple products. One that's like iPod, uh, like iPod and iPhones and everything on top, and then like you know iMac and all the computers on the bottom, and it says iPad belongs in the top group, not the bottom group. And that made a lot of sense. It does this is a cheapish thing that's built on basically being an iPhone for your desk. But like that would go next to your computer. And that's but here's my that's fine, but yeah. the way that they talked about it was that it's replacing your netbook. Yeah. And that is not gonna replace like no, a yeah, laptop or netbook. Yeah, there there is that's my biggest issue. So that's issue that's with marketing. It. That more more than the I'm pretty sure the developers did exactly what they wanted, and then marketing is like, oh, we can do this, and all the people who developed the hardware are like, are you stupid? Yeah, probably. Yeah, see, yes. here's, here's, here's the biggest issue I have with it is, okay, so the base level iPad is, what, $500? Yep. And then they go up to about 900 You can get a netbook that is a fully functional laptop that you can run multiple applications on, yep. And you have a full QWERTY keyboard and all of this. And with a solid state drive. Yeah, for the like same price. 400 And I understand Apple stuff is usually more expensive. I've come to accept that as an Apple fan. But this just seems like they're charging more for less rather than charging more for so, more. See, the so as a gaming platform, I think we're going to be waiting. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I mean ga gaming so developers seem pretty excited about it. Really? Because it is... You know, basically a large iPhone and the iPhone's been... Yeah, but I mean, we're going to see basically iPhone games, which aren't bad, but it's not like, you know, we're going to get Roots on the... Roots? Roots? Yeah, Roots. Roots, I, I can't pronounce it. Roots, yeah. Yep. Uh, we're not going to get Roots on there, uh, which, you know, I remember being shown off on Microsoft Surface last year. Yeah, I mean, it does have true multi-touch, and it does have the, the screen size for plenty of other types of games. And I have seen uh, an RTS on there already. Oh. Um, I saw them displaying that and, and, uh, at their keynote or whatever. Okay. So, uh, as a gaming platform, I could see it having some potential for short-term fun. But yeah. it's not... It's going to be the same caliber as iPhone games. I mean, they're not going to be the same games, obviously. It's a higher resolution. Right. But yeah, it's going to be the same sort of thing. It can play any iPhone, any iPhone app. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, iPhone games, they, they are smaller and they're made for that screen. Um, I don't even see the iPad games, the games specifically for it, being much different, you know? Yeah. Right. Actually, now that I stop and think about it, a lot of iPhone games are specifically designed for this size screen. What happens when you take something like, you know, Five Minutes to Kill Yourself and put it on a large touch screen that's, you know, the size of a mouse pad? That's going to be rather inconvenient. I use yeah. that example because that's the yeah, one game that I play the most yeah, on my iPod. The resolution's going to look a little wonky. Well, not only the resolution, but the sensitivity of the touch screen and how far you have to move in order to touch what you want to touch. Well, well, Once you make things, it was the same thing with the DSi XL. Once you make a, something tactile bigger, 
it becomes a little less convenient. A tactile interface. Right, but it's a lot more convenient for things like... It can be a lot more exact. Yeah. Video, and... Yeah, it's a, it's a lot more exact, I think, than what we're going to find. Yeah. I don't... Um, I, I don't... I per, like... I personally think that it is worth the money for the people that are going to use it, mm -hmm. but I'm not sure where their market really lies. Um, I, I, think, I, I think it's somewhere just under Netbook, honestly. Yeah. Like, what do you like? Who are you aiming for? You're not aiming for like the college kids that need a need a note or you know need a Netbook. Mm. Uh, you're not aiming towards. Um, People that just want like the iPod, like the iPod MP3 player, or just like some video stuff on there. I think the only people that are really gonna do this are like the you know the elitist city type folk that are gonna walk around reading their newspapers on their iPad and then put that away to take out their laptop to do like their real work on there. <laughs> or maybe, maybe I, I, I think they're trying to create a new market, which certainly we've seen a, a fair amount of success with that in the past decade. Um, I point to Nintendo with the Wii as far as creating new markets. Um, and it's, it'll be interesting to see how well it does. Yeah. So. I think, um, I think that they're going to be a victim of their own success on this one, and, uh, I don't think it's going to be as revolutionary as... Again, like the Wii. Yeah, as they were, well, I mean, the Wii still, I still gotta say, the Wii, Wii is revolutionary. It, it is, and I love it, but it wasn't the revolution that... It wasn't the revolution that gamers wanted. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. the revolution that got them load of money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It wasn't what we were looking for in the revolution, but yeah, it, it did change everything for everybody else. Lazy editor. Eh. <laughs> I censor myself sometimes. Um, I, and I, you know what the, the real game breaker for me is? The lack of flash support. That is the game breaker for me for, for getting the it. IPad. Yeah. Yeah. That's... And, and again, that's just one thing that is like, it belongs more to me with the yeah. uh, iPod Touch. And yeah, because that's one of my issues with You can't even use an iPod Touch. Like, the old iPods, you can use them as discs. You can't do that with the... Yeah. They, oh. sh they should really just allow um, allow them to be used as like as a portable hard drive. Just think of it that way and, you know, yeah. lock off... Yeah, that's what I used to Lock do off the iPod. system folders and then right. just use the rest of it as a portable hard drive. But no, they have to... Apple's real, real strict about keeping their uh, their stuff, you know, tight knit to where they want it. Uh, so uh, anyway, we, speaking of Nintendo, uh, apparently the DS2 is going to feature a movement sensor, according to uh, Nintendo. I think it's the president Iwata. Yeah. Yes, president. Um, and the uh, Wii Zelda game that they teased at E3 last year is supposed to be out this year. Yeah, they Yay. said uh, Christmas 2010. So. Did you see the screens for it? I have not. I've seen the concept art, but not the screens. Uh, there were some screens for it that came on the internet yesterday, I believe, and uh, it looked quite good. I mean, it it looked like Twilight Princess with. I don't know how to explain this. A little <laughs> bit more blur, like a little bit more like as if they took the colors and, and, and dragged them out a little bit more. As so. if it was made for the Wii, not for the GameCube imported to the Wii. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sort of, kinda. But I mean, it's tough for me to really. <laughs> Sorry, don't mind me. Yeah, it's tough for me to really explain it well. But they, like, they, they did take take a slightly different art style uh, for it. Which is, which is cool, I mean, you see them doing that in a lot of different games, and uh, eventually, you know, you get someone being like, oh, well, this art style's better, oh, this art style's better, but, I mean, they're all more or less good. Yeah. I'm just on the fence about it, because, uh, 
you know, the last few Zelda games have um, Bodus doing something. I, I took a, I took a picture of the camera that's looking at us in the back. It's nifty. Alrighty then. Um, the past few Zelda games have kind of. I don't know. They haven't held my interest like Ocarina of Time and The Link of the Past did. Yeah, so. well, you you've also um, you know gotten a lot older since then, and your views on games have changed, and you played a lot. Well, more. and I think the games are just like Twilight Princess. I didn't like. I loved Wind Waker, so it's not so much that. But I think Twilight Princess just. Uh, I don't know, it was a little too dark for my taste, the whole wolf thing didn't appeal to me, uh, Phantom Hourglass, I couldn't stand the touch-based control scheme, uh, I'm just hoping that Nintendo's finally making a Zelda game that I'm going to want to finish. I, I think, I hope that they even go darker, like, uh, I want them to go the way that um, they said Metroid Other M is going, like, that real... Silly sticky, More darkier than... and edgier is for the uh, 2000s. Now we're in the 2010s. Let's move on. So, what, <laughs> so what's our thing this year? I like. Uh, I don't know. Energy. Maybe we're back into the clean future. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I like the, Apple the future will be brown. That statement reminded me of those pictures, the con like the concept art for Mortal Kombat versus DC. Uh -huh. did, did either of you see that? No. They so. had some of the most grittiest, like, awesome concept art for uh, for it, and they ended up going with a lighter style so they could hit the T rating. Yeah, well, that was pretty much DC saying, yeah, yeah <laughs> you're going to go for a lighter style so you get a T rating. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, to its credit, it was still a good game and a good Mortal Kombat game. It, it wasn't a Mortal Kombat game for me. Like, when people ask me, like, can you name the Mortal Kombat games? That one's not going to be in my list. See, I disagree because it plays a lot like Mortal Kombat 2, which was the best of the series, yeah. even to date. Yep. And, yeah, the fatalities aren't, you know, extremely gory or anything like that, but I... The fatalities were pretty much icing on the cake of just a fun fighting game for me. I think they're, that's really what distinguished it. Yeah. Though, though we don't care what everybody says, we're going to just go as gory and all out as possible. Like, Well, that's that. supposedly going to be the next one. I guess Ed Boon says that they're pushing the envelope and shooting for an AO rating, which we know isn't going to happen because no publisher will, you know, pay for that. And, and no no stores will stock it, except if, for me. Yeah, if, Our store. If, yes. yeah, if Manhunt can get an M rating, I'm sure no matter what they do in um, the next Mortal Kombat game. Yeah, but here's the thing. I don't think the creators of Manhunt really had the stones to try to pull off an AO rating and make it into a public, a public, popular game. I think that's what they're trying to do here. Is if the if Mortal Kombat can be the first one to again make that push from being just you know your average game to being that over the top violent game and changing the market where to a point where uh, that that level of violence is acceptable. Mortal Kombat would be the franchise to do it. And that's... It's, I don't know if it can be done, but if it can be done, Mortal Kombat would be the franchise to do it. Well, well we've uh, seen a lot of really violent, gory games come out recently. Uh, Gears of War, you know, the Chainsaw yeah, Gun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, Manhunt, where you're actually interacting with the violence viscerally, and just... Um, I... I've lost my train of thought. I don't oh, think they're going to get AO the only unless way, they show a nipple. Exactly. The only way they're going to get an they AO... Want, that's what they want to do, though. They want to stun And you people. can show... Look at God of War. God of War shows a lot of games showing nipples. I mean, it'd okay, have to well, be like a full-on rapality in order to get an AO rating in these 
in this market. Rapality, that's, that's <laughs> a new one. Wow. I might have to <laughs> have to test out. That's uh, horrible. Yep, yeah. Absolutely. There are gonna be a lot of Luke Kang versus Johnny Cage battles in Sticky's house. <laughs> uh, Sonya. <laughs> Sonya Blade. How have you haunted my dreams? I don't know whether he didn't hear that or just completely ignored it. No, yeah, I'm just uh, skipping the gay joke. <laughs> <laughs> can I, can I, can I yeah, alright, like... spout, spout. Oh my god, yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, it was like the most horrible thing this week, though, because See, it's like... I'm... <laughs> it's a photo show for the last five minutes. No, it's like, it sucked because the past week I'm moving out of my apartment, actually, moving back in with my parents into the basement. Shut up. Um, and it's like, I hey, at least you're moving into a custom-made man cave. Yeah, yeah. It, but it's like, at least... Uh, <laughs> he almost falls out of the chair. But um, I did get the chance to play a couple nights ago and stayed up way too late, resulting in sleep madness at work yesterday. So it was one of those things where it's like, this is a perfect stopping point exactly when I want to go to bed. What if I did this? Oh, I'm gonna go around here. Oh, I'm gonna go there. That won't matter too much. Five o'clock rolls around. I should go to bed. <laughs> it's, it's, so far I've probably played about like five hours of it. And, um, I'm not gonna really do anything with uh, spoilers. Like, I just got the team together, but, uh, so it's very different from Mass Effect 1, especially in the way that it does the shooter mechanics. Um, in Mass Effect, probably the biggest thing that I hated is the massive step, step backward of the ammo system. Because in the old one, it's you can keep firing until your weapon overheats, then you have to wait like five seconds for it to cool down. I, I like it a lot better than you can shoot your pistol ten times, and then you have to eject a thermal clip and then load a fresh one in because the, the heat gets stored in the clip instead of being bled off. And you only have so many clips. In, this, in essence, when I'm using a heavy pistol, halfway through every single firefight, I have to swap out to a different weapon because I run out of ammo. And that is a lot worse than, like, I had my skills so high in the first game that my pistol never overheated. Ever. Like, ever. I could hold down the trigger for, like, three hours and it wouldn't overheat. Alright. Um, let's see. Uh, you guys were talking cover mechanic, uh, earlier. Uh, Mass Effect 1, you run up to the thing and stick to it. Um, this one you have to press A to, uh, stick to it, and I actually, it does work a lot better. I, I wish that they had done that with Army 2. The first one was you have to push A, just like Gears of War, because it mm -hmm. runs off the same engine, you have to push A, but in this one it's the auto stick, and it's not as exact. And actually, I find myself running up to cover, and hitting, it, like, running towards cover, and hitting A to, <laughs> to, like, try to duck into it, uh -huh. but I'll hit A and I'll jump over it, and that can lead to some yeah. <laughs> yeah. deaths. Like, I, I, I like that, actually. Like, I'll go a, and the same this rock. Wait, no, I'll stand in front of it. That'll protect me. <laughs> a is the same button as run, so you run up to cover and then just, like, slide right into it, so that's really cool. Um, Safe! Uh, I will say, with the ammo system, all of the weapons feel like they're punchier. They feel like they're doing more damage, so that's good. Um, the talent system is revised. It's so much stuff is revised, and it's, like, it's very, very different, especially in the way that it's a shooter. I mean, the it feels the same uh, as far as, like, you know, they didn't do a huge overhaul of the system, but it's all the little things that add up. Um, you can get headshots, yay, and it matters. Oh, really? <laughs> hey, my, my, fir my first kill was a headshot, and it's like, hey, there's an achievement for getting 15 of these. I'm like, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I gotta ask, um, yes. as somebody that has that played Mass Effect 1 for a good 2-3 hours and just really couldn't get into it, uh, is it, is Mass Effect 2, is there enough different for me to actually try to get in there and try it out and see if there's anything, and, and am I, I going to be so lost in the story I, that... I think a big thing is that you would be lost because there's so much from ME1, uh, I mean, 
it could work going into Mass Effect 2. You know how sometimes, like, you'll watch a movie and they'll talk about an event but not show it until, like, maybe midway through, or, yeah. like, you'd find out about it in little bits and pieces? You could do that with Mass Effect 2. Um, but with... But you get so much more out of it having played ME1. There's a lot of the references from the first game yeah, and Yeah, references, very essential plot items. I yeah, mean, see, the, the, I got to the point where the obelisk, like, you go find the obelisk that they were looking for, and then yeah. it blows up in your face. So you did the prologue. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I don't feel like anything's been spoiled for me then. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was, like, the, in the first hour or so of the, game, of yeah. the first game. Oh, so, yeah. Um, no, it's... It's... I don't know, I'm, I'm really enjoying the game, I'm trying hard not to be, like, spoilers, and I'm trying hard not to talk about it a whole lot, because both of you guys are like, ah, eh. Um, they did change a lot, um, in the old game there was a ton of weapons, but it was usually like, oh, this is Stinger 4, Stinger 5, like, all the weapons are ranked, like, 1 through 10, all the armor was ranked 1 through 10, you're like, okay, I'm gonna compare Colossus 6 armor to Hydra 8 and see which one I wanna wear. Alright. Here it's a lot simpler, there's a few different suits of armor, and then you can get, like, upgradable parts for it. So I'm wearing like the base armor, and I just swapped out the torso for something that adds the health, and the legs for something that adds the shield regen. Yeah. So it's it's little bits and pieces that I like. It makes it feel more personalized. You can you know change the color of that base armor. Um, I have you know the blood dragon armor from Dragon Age. Uh, it's a bonus item. Oh yeah. Uh, a couple different things. So it's the. <laughs> it's going insane. There's a beeping. Please tell me somebody else hears I a beeping. I don't hear a beeping, Sticky. Do you hear a beeping? Oh, There's screw no you guys. I'm going no, beeps. no beeps. <laughs> so, uh, I'll wrap it up and just say that Mass Effect 2 has started to consume my life, and if I wasn't moving out, you guys wouldn't see me here today. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's been bad. So, wait, wait. You're moving out, so instead of taking time off to be packing and getting ready to leave, you would be home playing Mass Effect. Yeah, yeah. I, that's it, that's constructive reasoning. I was I was actually uh, thinking until I got the chance to play it a couple nights ago. I was uh, had the sinking feeling that I wouldn't even be able to play the game until Monday when I was all moved back in. Uh, it's, it's like, oh well, this instruction manual sure looks pretty. And look, that, the prequel comic because I got the collector's edition. That was me with my PlayStation Three games because, like I said, I have Uncharted and Metal Gear Solid Four, and I got those like a week or two before I left for Disney World, I'm like, alright, I'm going to be gone for a week. What is the point in starting a 10 to 15 hour game when I know I'm not going to have time to complete it and I'll have this huge one week gap where I don't play it at all? Yeah. yeah. So that's why I just started Now Gear Solid's one of those games where you start playing it, you do not want to take a, a 10 day <laughs> gap in it. I mean, the story's so convoluted that, like, 45 seconds later, you're like, wait, what, wait, what just happened? <laughs> uh, so... Uh, the one last thing I'll say about it is just in atmosphere, it is, you know, definitely the middle part of a trilogy. It feels darker. Uh, it's a 2010 game, so I'm eating my words from earlier. <laughs> um, and it's very red. Like, one one of the essential plot points is this uh, mass relay that you can't go through. The first time you go to the galaxy map, it's red instead of blue like all the others. The main central hub that you that you go to instead of a citadel is called Omega, and it's like this criminal place, and it's all red. It's like, this is... It's... it's Underworld. It's like nah. the the opposite of the Citadel from the first game, and it's it's red and Which it's, it's all blue very and red majestic. Yeah. And, yeah, and this is all red and cramped and dingy, uh, but has the most awesome nightclub ever. Yeah. So, uh, um, on that class, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I the one last thing I just wanted to mention real quick. League of Legends just announced two new heroes this week. Sweet. Um. And it's free, and I don't know why anybody doesn't play it. Nobody. <laughs> I can't get anybody to play this game. It's today. okay. 
I know, I know. It's a free game and nobody wants to. You know, I think people hear free and they're just like, oh, it can't be like a full game. Yeah. Uh, I guess the one last thing I want to mention, I've wanted to mention this for about a month, but it never comes up. Uh, I came across a website, ZREOmusic.com, uh, that stands for Zelda Reorchestrated. Um, and yeah, they've basically got, um, it's still all MIDI, but it's more advanced, um, reorchestrated versions of Zelda music from the first game all the way to Twilight Princess okay. and Spirit Tracks. So, nice. and they just redid the complete soundtrack to Ocarina of Time. I listened to a few of them, sounds really good. So, cool. Well, uh, thanks for. Uh, on that note, uh, we got a couple stores to run, so this is Boater signing off. It's Sticky Out. And Fear the Claw saying good afternoon, good evening, good night, and it's great to be back. And since I forgot to say it at the end of the podcast, if you have any comments on this slash last week's podcast, go ahead and leave them at gamenutspodcast.blogspot.com or email us gamenutspodcast at gmail.com. See you, uh, well, I'm recording in less than 12 hours, so, uh, yeah, sorry about, sorry again about posting late.